Celeste Florenzi, eccolo il cross tagliato di testa che da go! Go! il magnifico, il magnifico, il magnifico rettore! Live! Boom! Boom! Entertainment capital of the world. What a strike! What a goal! What a comeback! What a game! There are no words to describe it! It's the TC Martin Show. Les Georges, mais cette fois-ci, il n'y en a pas pour Marco Reus. C'est fort devant le Prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. Largo pifio. Messi la tiene. Messi, Messi, Messi. Ahí está Iniesta. Gol! 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 Cerebro! Cerebro! Cerebro Iniesta! The doctor is now in. to have you with us on this thunderous Thursday edition of the T.C. Martin Show. Go, 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 go. Disappointment. I'm not feeling good today. My Germans scored four goals. They beat Costa Rica four to two. They're done. They're not advancing. Why? Because Spain can't beat Japan. I'm a little irate today, Marky Mark. A little irate today. I'm going to have to vent some frustration. Isn't it a terrible Tuesday? Thunderous Thursday. My thunder is coming out. Man, I do love soccer, but it drives me nuts sometimes. Like today. Craziness. We'll talk a little World Cup with our not-so-intuitive World Cup advisor, TJ Reeves, joins us from Florida. But we'll talk a little soccer because TJ Reeves is in the Paul, butt power, striker, pitch power, Stuart pool that uh, we both are in. So uh, we'll talk about that. But more importantly with TJ Reeves, we will, he is the Buck sideline reporter. So we'll talk a little Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they will get ready for a Monday night football game against the New Orleans Saints coming up here in a few days. So look forward to that. But yes, heavy football on tap today. Football and football. So take your pick. All right, we got it all covered for you today. Uh, strong guest lineup once again. As usual. So Jay Schrader will be joining us. The quarterback. Don't tell Steve Berline that as far as the quarterback of, of this show here. All right. So uh, Jay Schrader will be joining us. The uh, former Washington Redskin World Championship quarterback. And, of course, former Raider quarterback as well. Pride of UCLA. And uh, we'll talk to Jay Schrader about the Pac-12 Championship game coming up tomorrow night. Can hardly wait for that at Elysian Stadium. USC and Utah game uh, nearly sold out. Uh, remember, it's an early start tomorrow at 5 p.m. Looking forward to that. All right, so we'll talk to Jay regarding the Raiders. We'll talk to him a little college football as well as NFL Week 13. Speaking of NFL Week 13, we've got Scott Spritzer, of course, joins us each and every Thursday. Our handicapper extraordinaire, or one of them, I should say, right? And uh, Jay Cornegay will join us as well, too, the vice president of race and sportsbook operations at the world-famous Superbook, our Friday home, which where we will be tomorrow. So come on, buy us to the show live tomorrow from 2 to 4 p.m. Of course, our best bet segment and everything else that is encompassed in a regular Friday edition of the show at the 
Superbook tomorrow at the Westgate. All right. So, like I said, uh, soccer does drive me crazy at times. And when I talked yesterday about within a 20-second span where you had uh, a goal decided and then a goal disallowed while the other game, uh, the Australians were jumping for joy and uh, you know Tunisia was hanging their heads, uh, is craziness. And the same thing happened again today with the late morning sessions or the late night sessions uh, in, in Qatar around midnight uh, when they were playing this game. But uh, Germany is playing Costa Rica today. The Germans needed a victory. And what they actually needed was to have Spain actually either draw or defeat Japan. And most observers thought, okay, that would happen, especially when you look at the sports books as well, too. (laughs) Uh, You know, all right, playing a little World Cup theme music here today. As I vent my frustrations, because Germany wins four to two, and you think, okay, this is good, but then Spain cannot defeat Japan, and all of a sudden goals just start scoring left and right when there were no goals earlier on in the first half. Germany scored three unanswered goals. They were down two one. Looked very bleak for them. They tie Costa Rica at two, give them a little life. They take the lead three two, thinking, okay, this is good. They score another one four two, but then on the other side they gotta watch their cell phones on the side of the line of the pitch as they see that Spain says, ah, we'll just mail it in. You know, eh, we're gonna lose to Japan, no big deal. And then the Japanese are jumping up and down. They're going crazy because not only do they qualify. But they win their group. And then Spain and Germany actually tie. They each go 1-1-1 in their group. And uh, Germany and Spain tied in their last match. But Germany goes home and Spain advances because of the quirkiness that we have in soccer in World Cup play is that goal differential meant a difference. Goal differential. Because Spain crushed Costa Rica in their opening match 7-0. So therefore, the Germans' 4-2 victory wasn't nearly enough. They couldn't catch Spain in the goal differential. So Germany does not get to go through, even though we know that they are one of the 16 best countries uh, in the world and should be advancing this World Cup. But on the other side, this morning, you got Morocco advancing, and you have major disappointment with Belgium in Canada, who go bye-bye. And talk about a major disappointment. Okay, Belgium not going through, that's a disappointment. But if you're Canada, now Canada isn't fantastic in soccer, but Canada came in here with all of this hype. That, oh, this they got a young team. They were playing so well during the, the course of the World Cup qualifying. You know how many points Canada ended up getting in their group stage? Zip. Nil. Nine. Zero. Zippo. Nothing. No points. Didn't win a match. Nothing. And they go out quietly. So that's the World Cup. So we've got some surprising teams that that will be in the round of 16. And Morocco is one of them. Morocco finishes first in their group. Craziness. All right? So uh, we'll continue to to monitor that. But uh, a very frustrating day for yours truly. Frustrating uh, watching this and just and, and knowing that uh, you know the team you root for is... You know, you know they're, they're one of the best in the country, but they, they have not played that way. Back-to-back World Cups, 2018-2022, that Germany does not 
uh, advance after winning it all in 2014. So, yeah, a lot of heads will be turning over there in uh, Germany throughout the Bundesliga as well. All right, so we talk a little bit about that. Football and a whole lot more coming your way here. All right, let's dive into it. Let's go to Tampa Bay, our man on the scene there. He's got a couple days to relax, recoup a little bit, uh, get ready for his Monday night football game as the Buccaneers will take on the the Saints. The one and only T.J. Reeves joins us. Brother, what's going on? I am here apparently for group therapy and figurative <laughs> hand-holding for you across the country. Uh, I don't here. need my hand held by you, okay? The, now, you give me somebody drums. else. That's okay, but therapy's I, good. I know. Yes. I, I, the doctor the can use therapy. With me. I, yes. Yes. I don't know what I deserve to have the show let off with here, but I, I'm here. I have posted on the program, and I guess for all the ridicule you gave me the last time that I was on that I did not get you a Germany uh, jersey, a World Cup jersey. Who knew that I should have been in Tokyo getting you like a Yoshida national jersey for the Japanese team? I don't right want. Now. I don't want a Yoshida Marumoto. The Germans no, are yes. on the train home. They are. They are. Well, let's be honest. There's no train that I know that goes from Qatar to, to Germany. So <laughs> it's a long train. I, not even the bullet train would go go there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> TJ, I know you're with me. You follow. You follow it too as well. But the bottom line is, we knew this was going to be a strange World Cup because it was in Qatar, Qatar, whatever you want to call it. It was going to be in November and December and not in the traditional summertime. At first, World Cup in the Middle East. But this is some strange stuff, man. And we knew it was going to be strange. Do you call it parody or do you just call it bizarreness? It is bizarreness. It is the World Cup. And, and they have been known, and you've covered this, and I've followed it enough for bizarre, idiotic officiating. I mean, we think it's bad in the NFL and college football and hockey. It's good and in boxing, by the way, with boxing scoring. It's good to see that even in the world sport, uh, you know, instant replay even. We can't get it right. We can't get it straight. So we see bad calls. We, we see video replay being used. I mean, the controversy is still going on. Uh, it's reverberating from Tokyo to Berlin to Las Vegas. Did Japan's go-ahead goal come on a play where the ball was all the way over the inline and should not have counted? And they even video reviewed it where it looks like the ball is all the way over the line. This is not going to make you feel any better, Doctor. Mm. It looks like the ball is all the way over the line as the Japanese player just quickly one-touch crosses it back across the goal uh, for the for the go-ahead header, and that's huge. Because, again, a Spain-Japan tie would have meant your guys, Germany, would have been fine. Their win now puts them in, but because that goal counts, that puts Japan in, and that puts Spain in. Because Japan needed the extra points for the victory, and Spain would win the head-to-head tiebreaker on goal differential with Germany. So, crazy how it all played out, but I'm just... I'm on your side here that bad officiating reigns worldwide in all of sports. We can't get it straight. No, and here's the thing. You know, video review. We talked about this with uh, with Paul Stewart yesterday. And what you're telling me is is ridiculous because, again, I was watching the Germany game. I was trying to go a little bit back and forth, but I did not see right. the goal. I heard about the goal, and so I didn't see that. But well, it was, let's it, put it this way. There are still photos all over the Internet. There's mm-hmm. video and still photos all over social media and the Internet that that ball is all the way across the line. TJ, do something. Lawless, 
Do something. Right. The Germans have not oh, got right. on the and plane Alexei, yet. Alexei, Listen, Alexei, they have not Alexei. got on the plane yet. There is still time. Heck, it took about an hour and a half for them to make up their mind about the France goal yesterday, right? All that nonsense. I mean, I turned the TV off. It was over. They're jumping up and down. They go, oh, wait a minute. Disallowed, disallowed. The France goal is no good. Oh, two, you know, they lose 1-0. I'm going, what, what happened here? I mean, I found out about an hour yeah. later. So do something, my friend. Get to well, your I- Qatarian friends over there and tell them that Germany... Uh, the Germans stay put. It's not over yet. Go back, reverse this thing. Right. Reversal. So, two out of three falls in a good wrestling match. We would see it overturned. One, two, three. Ring the bell. Foot's not on the rope. No. It always, it always comes back to pro wrestling, and that's why I love you so. So Alexi Lawless, United States World Cup hero back in the 90s, he's on the coverage on Fox, and he was losing his mind. I'm watching Because everybody's now. trying to uh, explain. I'm, I'm talking about on this call. Yes, I'm that, looking at it. That, is the ball not over the line? Yeah, the ball's over the line. And Lawless had a great point, too, that the linesperson with the flag, the flag bearer, what would what, what he call that person? I linesman. Don't know, the linesman. The linesman. Yeah. Well, they had to be linesman women. because it was all women in the other match yes, yes. Uh, for Germany and Costa Rica. Correct. But the linesperson, let's just say, okay. to be politically correct, has the flag up. And as Alexi Lawless pointed out, what? that flag is up for the ball being out of bounds. Come on! So the replay... As we know from the National Football League and college uh, you know, football, if the call on the field is the ball is out of bounds because the flag is up, then the replay has to conclusively show that it is in bounds uh, on that goal. And again, the reason why we're nitpicking this, and hopefully not boring everybody to death, is that's the go-ahead goal for yes. Japan in the second half that is the difference in Germany being home and Japan Winning the game and advancing to the group of six. No, you're right. Again, it is not. It's a. It's not only a game changer. It's a tournament changer. But then again, it's a history changer as well too. Because you know, once you get in the round of sixteen, you never know what is going to happen. And if that result stands, Germany would be opening up against Morocco in the round of sixteen, and. Just like they were a a minus 1,300 to defeat Costa Rica today, it would probably be close to that again. I mean, it would have been a great draw for them. So, no, it's history-changing. Jobs could be lost here. It's craziness. Insane. Doctor, here's the bottom line. Whether we're talking about this time of the year in college football, where all the Tennessee fans are crying, why can't we get in the college football playoff? Because you got blown out by South Carolina. Win your games. If Ohio State gets left out with one loss, Guess what? Win your games. You were at home last week. Win your games. If USC blows the game not far from where you're sitting at Allegiant Stadium and Utah beats them again and knocks them out of the college football playoff, win your games. And it's no different here in the stretch run of the NFL to win a division. It's no different than March in college basketball. Win your games. And where Germany fell short is they let Japan beat them. And that shouldn't have happened, and now they're headed home on Lufthansa or whatever other airline that they can get to get out of there. No, it's true. You're right. I mean, you got to win your games, but the way soccer is set up, it's it, it's goofy. You go one one and one in your in your group. You think okay, you you advance, and you know, your draws against against Spain. And you win four to two today, but it comes down to goal differential, and that goes down. I mean, nobody beats anybody seven nil in the World Cup, and that's embarrassing. Costa Rica gets drill pressed seven to nil, seven nil. Come on, you need a little and, story and, here, and, that, and that's why they're going home because they had a better goal differential. No, I'm gonna. But before you go there, but let me. I'm not sure if you know about this, and I meant to bring this up with Paul Stewart yesterday, our English soccer guru. 
But right. this is how crazy and insane this whole FIFA World Cup and, and soccer in general is. Think about this. Now, if the the that the France, Tunisia, that group and all that stuff, if that would have held the way it did yesterday before that 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 final goal was disallowed, okay, you would have the same situation as you had here in this Germany group, right? Where it goes to um, you know, goal differential for your first right. tiebreaker, but the goal differential would have been the same. Then the next goal differential with, with Mexico and everybody, they had more uh, yellow cards, like they say, than Denmark did, right? So it goes to yellow right. cards. Now, total no, no, no. Tiebreaker that we're going to settle who goes home in the World Cup on how many yellow cards. Oh, no, you got. it gets better. It gets, it gets like, better. That's like in the NFL deciding who moves on to the AFC yes. Championship game because you didn't punt as much. Right. What is that? Because they call it <laughs> sportsmanship. And as we oh. know, in, in the world of soccer, and, and, you know, with all this other nonsense, the political unrest that goes on. You know, I mean, they can say all they want about sportsmanship and glad handing everybody's, you know, but that doesn't apply. We know that. But if the yellow cards, true story now, yellow cards are equal, just like goal differential. What do you think the next tiebreaker is? Take a wild guess. I said in NFL terms, it would be punts. Right. How about corner kicks? I'll go corner kicks. No, the next one. No, no, has nothing to do with anything on the field. What they do is the two representatives from those two teams, they gather later on at a restaurant and, <laughs> and they have a dinner. Right. And they right. had no verifiable. Verifi- look it up. Look it up. Look it up. They go to a restaurant, a diner of choice or whatever, some neutral site, and they have some vino, they have a meal, and they have a coin flip. They have a cordial coin flip at an undisclosed location at a restaurant. True story. And who, wait, wait, wait. And who's this is FIFA. Is, and what is the coin? Is the coin the Euro coin? I have no idea. From the perspective, we have to get technical now. We have to find out these answers. We have to find out. Oh, insane. All right. Enough of this nonsense. I, yes, I'm infuriated and distraught. I will continue watching the World Cup. And now it gets interesting because we have no more draws, no more tie, you know, ties. We go ahead and we get to the knockout round where you have to have a winner, stay on the pitch for an extra 30 minutes. It goes into penalty kicks. That's exciting. And from a betting perspective, there's no three way action. It's winner, loser, who advances. And that's what I love. That's why I don't like betting uh, on this the three-way action because you got to factor in the draw, you know, and forget that. Right. You know, so... Okay, so, but just let me ask you this before you move on. Do you have a USA Futures ticket did you before the tournament? No, absolutely now not. Absolutely For not. them to get well to... I mean, don't you have a possibility... Uh, on those future tickets, a uh, futures ticket to make the final four or to make the cup final. I got to believe the odds improved, but the futures ticket was probably at least like uh, plus 2,000, maybe plus 5,000 for them to make the final four before the tournament began, right? Well, it's got to be better. They, now, they, they, right? they, they only, the way, the way they have the wagering is. Uh, you know, to basically win it all. Uh, they really don't. And that's yeah, it. That's it. Wow. Yeah. And I don't know what those odds were, but I'm guessing it was probably somewhere in the neighborhood of about forty or fifty to one. 
That's I'm had guessing. to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something I mean, we've like. never made the final four. I know. Much less yes. won the yes. thing. You're, the, so, yeah, you're the talking wrong sport here. Thing is okay, you yeah, like but. Paul Stewart's talking Sweet Sixteen. You're talking Final Four. Okay, we we got to tra- you know, transfer you to a different world. Okay, we got to take you over to to Qatar or Qatar. Okay, you got to get the verbiage <laughs> right. Okay, remember it's table, it's a draw, it's all this other nonsense. You know, uh, the ball has pace. Yes, and uh, what was the term they used yesterday? I've never heard this before and even paul stewart said the what's exact the same german, thing well, what's the german word for exit yeah we'll come up with that while you're giving me all the terms yeah. I mean, the german word for exit because that's what they did yeah yeah i think it's uh, it's more of a sound effect <laughs> that we, we can't play right now all right my friend uh so your tampa bay buccaneers they're five oh, yes let's, yeah, yeah, let's, let's translate might, might be the same they're five and six so they wouldn't advance in any group what's going to oh but they are in that lowly group of the nfc south i guess so uh, what is your take about uh, what's going on with the five and six buckos? It was a much different take until David and Joku's catch on fourth and ten with about a minute left in the game. Actually, about thirty seconds left in the game on Sunday. Because had they finished that off, no matter how you do it, just finish it off, it would have been a three-game win streak. You'd have been six and five. You'd have been talking about gaining momentum. You're coming back home to play the New Orleans Saints, and now because you can't put the Browns away, you lose the game in overtime. All the talk continues to be now midweek on whether or not this team is going to come apart at the seams and whether it's teetering right now on faltering, losing, and and finding their way out of the playoffs. But comically, as you mentioned, somebody's got to win this division. We're 11 games in or 12 games in because two of the teams, the Saints and the Falcons, have played 12 games. Nobody's above 500 at this stage. Now, I don't believe it's going to stay that way. I think ultimately... The Buccaneers will. What else am I going to say on the galactically famous T.C. Martin show that the Bucs aren't going to make the playoffs? I think the Bucs will ultimately make the playoffs, and I think they'll get to nine games. I think they can get this figured out for Monday night, and then you have five games remaining, two of them difficult with the 49ers and with the Bengals, but three of them are the Cardinals, the Panthers, and the Falcons. So you have a chance to get to an eighth win, a ninth win, realistically, and I know people are going to mock that. But guess what? There have been been recent examples of teams below 500 two years ago. The Washington football team, now the Washington Commanders, below 500, 7 and 9, got in. Carolina Panthers, 2015, 2015, 2014. 2014 Panthers, 7, 8, and 1. And they had to win the last four games to get 7, 8, and 1 and make the playoffs. So this has happened before, my friend, but somebody's got to win the division, and the Buccaneers can drive a stake through the New Orleans Saints on Monday night, and that's the only thing you're trying to do now. Make it make it about the, the week right in front of you. Beat the New Orleans Saints. That would put the Saints at 4-9 and nine and basically end it for them. So that's, if you're the Bucks, that's what you've got to do. Tom Brady's got to get it together. The defense has got to get it, get it together. And go get a win Monday night. Yeah, but five, you know, five and six. And I don't think that you even thought that the Bucks would be five and six uh, with no. the rest of that division. You know, so you know, again. But let's go back to let's talk about let's talk about futures. When the Buccaneers beat the Cowboys opening weekend in Dallas, and then turned around and beat the Saints, who many thought were still going to be fine. I was always skeptical that they weren't going to be fine without Sean Payton and without Drew Brees. But when the Bucks won the first two games on the road, no one, no one. I say a third time on the galactically famous T.C. Martin show, had them, no one, had them five and six after a 2-0 and start on the road. So this is, it's dumbfounding. How do you lose in Pittsburgh? How do you lose to Carolina with a third-string quarterback and an interim coach? How do you lose that game last week to the Browns? It's, it's been dumbfounding. But 
that being said, you win Monday night, you're six and six. Yeah. You're still very much in the hunt. Cleveland, 189 yards running the football in that game last Sunday. Yep. It'll, it'll look crazy. All right. So Monday night, you've got, uh, Tom Brady versus Andy Dalton. This sounds like a pretty good matchup <laughs> in 2005, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, Brady's numbers. They don't look bad. I mean, he's thrown for over 3,000 yards. He has 14 touchdowns. He only has two interceptions. But, you know, it just every time we see a clip of Brady, it seems like he's hanging his head. I mean, not Aaron Rodgers' ass, thank goodness. But uh, what is your take, and how frustrating is this for Tom Brady? In a word, very. It's very frustrating. But, I mean, there's components. The offensive line, not as good, as we've been talking about on your show, especially the interior line. Number two, you don't have Gronk as security blanket. Uh, number three, he's 45 years of age, and you've been playing with house money on can you make the same throws, can you hold up physically, et cetera, et cetera. And really, on this point, there are some question marks. He missed some throws. He missed Mike Evans in the overtime on the second play of overtime. Uh, he's got two steps on the defender. It is over. If the ball is there, the game is over. And Brady missed him, and Brady owned up to it. After all this was over with it on his podcast, Monday Night Everybody's Got a Podcast, Brady owned up on, on the podcast. If I throw that ball where it's catchable, we win that game. So some of this you chalk up to being 45 years of age, and, and eventually you don't have the same skill, the same reaction time, the same ability. Father time catches up with all of us. But on the Andy Dalton point, that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting here because there's been clamoring in New Orleans to play Jameis Winston, and I guess Dennis Allen – uh, has just been bent on, we're going to leave Jameis on the bench and we're going to play Andy Dalton no matter what. So I'm curious if Dalton is bad, getting sacked, will will the Saints contemplate going to Jameis Winston in relief on Monday Night Football against his old team? Bearing in mind, Jameis was playing that Week 2 game where the Buccaneers picked him off not once, not twice, but three times, including a pick six in the, in the second half of that game. So there's another subplot on your whole Dalton-Brady thing. Jameis Winston looming as the backup for the Saints. All right. All right, TJ Reeves, uh, more breaking news coming out of your neck of the woods there, you know. <laughs> All right. Oh, he does. He does know where I'm going. Well, let me set the tone here in case I, I'm not going where you're going. But here we oh, go. I know ladies. where you're going. Keep going. All right. Uh, did the initials AB ring a bell to you? Is that yes. right? Yeah, there we go. And, and, the initials T and the initials TPD. Keep going. Yes. Antonio Brown is still in Tampa. And he's in trouble again. Now, on Monday afternoon, Antonio Brown was in a verbal altercation with a female. Not sure exactly what the relationship is. Maybe our on-the-spot reporter teacher is. Okay. This is his living girlfriend okay. and mother of three of his children. <laughs> okay. Continue. Thank you very much. Uh, or thank you very little. Uh, there you go. Uh, so this altercation got physical. He threw a shoe at her. He attempted to throw her out of the house. And then proceeding to lock her out of the house. Well, of course, the police came. Here we go. Uh, she called nine one one. By the way, and this is on the local news here. And she told the nine one one dispatchers he threatened to kill her. Oh wow! By the way. All right, Continue let, on. All right, so let, let's go to our on the spot reporter outside of Hillsborough County. There, he's uh, he's not on the river. He's not on the boat parade. He is staying outside of Antonio Brown's household, where before we saw Antonio Brown yelling at people that uh, was trying to move his furniture. Now our on the spot reporter T.J. Reeves uh, has maybe have a microphone to. The, the front door, the back bedroom door of the Brown household. Go ahead. Give us the details. 
All right, so the very latest, and, and what I saw before I came on the Galactically Famous T.C. Martin Show, is that Tampa police came to serve the warrant for the arrest on domestic violence charges of Antonio Brown. And get a load of this. This is their response. This is the statement they have released. They couldn't get him to come to the door and come out of the house and have chosen not to go inside and arrest him on these charges. So I don't know where it stands. I don't know if we're waiting for darkness, which it's now getting dark in the Tampa Bay area for them to come back with a SWAT team or whatever they're going to do. But he is still in the, in the South Tampa hole where all this is alleged to have gone on, uh, last, uh, Monday, as you mentioned, two days or actually Tuesday, whichever day it was. It was Monday so and then Tuesday. They have gone to the door, Doctor, and Antonio Proud won't answer the door, won't come out of the house. They, they did not physically remove him yet from the house, but there are domestic violence charges, and the uh, the long-troubled receiver from the NFL is back in the news for wrong reasons yet again, so, over and over So again. is the he girl still in the house? Is she still in the no. house? She got She's away. She escaped. House. She is gone. Okay. And... Uh, and again, the local media, I saw this uh, just before I came on with you, has the 911 call where she is saying he threatened to kill her. And that's part of the reason why the charges are being filed. Uh, and again, you dealt with this briefly during the training camp and the offseason of the one year that he was there in Las Vegas. And now, and now we have this whole situation here because he was involved with the Super Bowl team two years ago. And then, of course, the meltdown last year in New York that happened about 15 feet away from me as he took off his jersey, his shoulder pads on a cold day in New York and said, that's it, I'm good, I'm leaving, and ran out the tunnel and took off and went and got into, a, went, got into an Uber and left and quit the Buccaneers. So, and that's what I was going to say. Uh, that's you the, can't make this stuff That's up. what I was going to say. I mean, you stole my thunder a little bit. I was going to say, the last time we saw Antonio Brown, he was last seen jogging off the field there right by you at the Meadowlands yeah. where he's ripping off the shoulder pads and the shirt and the next thing we see that he's trying to get an uber he's the, in the back of an uber and again he 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 and i remember talking with you the day after it happened yep. and he said he she just jogged right by you and you're going you know with your microphone in one hand and your, your headset in the other going like what am i watching here yes, yes. it was the ultimate meltdown meltdown it's one of the most bizarre things and i've been around a lot of bizarre things it's one of the most bizarre things in a live sporting event situation I've ever seen for him to take off and leave during a game. And look, we're laughing about this. He's obviously troubled and he has been, he's been criminally charged over and over again with idiotic behavior and assault uh, and, and uh, abuse of women uh, and things like that. So we're not making light of that, but the latest here is they went to remove him and, and could not get him on his own voluntarily to come out. So now you wonder if they are going to come in and arrest him physically, knock door down, what have you. I don't know. I don't know what the latest is with that at uh, 2.29 Pacific time, three uh, 5.29 Eastern time here on what the police are going to do. But the Tampa police have an arrest warrant for him. That ain't going away, doctor. And, and, They're going to take him into custody. And on Tuesday, the judge uh, denied a petition for a temporary risk uh, protection order to prevent him from possessing firearms or ammunition if he was uh, considered to be a threat to himself or others. So that came down. And uh, yes, we uh, I guess we, we have the latest. We have our uh, other on-the-spot reporter that... Uh, that uh, neither one of us actually know, but they're saying that, yeah, police used a megaphone to call out Brown to come out of the house. They told him this, hey, we're not going anywhere. There you go.
So, uh, uh, so again, it is about to be dark here. It's getting dark here, and you just wonder, are they going to come knock the door in? Are we going to have SWAT people? I'm not exaggerating. They're going to come in and remove him because, once again, these are serious charges, and you don't just get to, get to tell the police, you know, kind of like a delivery guy trying to deliver something at your house. No, no, I- I'm good. Go, go take the package somewhere else. No, this isn't, this isn't the delivery guy from UPS <laughs> or FedEx to plug away. This is the cops. So, yeah, they're not going away. Who's losing it more, Antonio Brown or Kanye West? Uh, great question. Great debate for, bo- for both of them. <laughs> so, great. I would agree. Uh, T.J. Rees. Well, he'll be uh, there by the uh, the boat or in the boat on the sidelines there, Monday Night Football. Looking forward to that, uh, uh, the Saints and the Buccaneers. But we got a football game tonight, my friend. You got a quick take? We got the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. Isn't the last time? How often do you get Bill Belichick as an underdog at home? Yeah. I, I know, know you're that. going over that with your handicappers. It isn't that often, no, right? I like Buffalo. And they get in this. points with yeah. Buffalo tonight. Are yeah. you on Buffalo? I am on Buffalo. Uh, the last time we see this game at this location, we saw a snowstorm and we didn't see a single pass. Or, or is it a total of three <laughs> passes? Remember that was a couple of years ago? Remember that? Right. Yeah, it was right. crazy. Well, I mean, Belichick has ways of winning these games, whether they're, you know, 40 to 39 or whether they're 6 to 3 with no passes being thrown. I'm just, I, I'm interested in how does Buffalo respond here when New England is the home underdog, and you know Belichick's going to have that defense ready for Josh Allen and company. So that'll be fascinating here in a few hours. No doubt about it. All right, he is TJ Reeves. He is in Tampa Bay. He's the Bucks sideline reporter. And uh, again, uh, TJ Reeves, the archaic World Cup, as we talked about before. And you know, I broke down to you that that tiebreaker thing. I actually got the last part wrong, uh, and uh, so I apologize for that. Uh, it was it is not a coin flip when they gather at the restaurant. They draw the name out of a hat. That's right. Out of a hat, which is even more absurd. That's even worse. Yeah. I think I, I, I thought I, you were building to something like draw swords or a duel, like a, like a pistol no, duel, like in the it old is. days when the, they would go 10 paces and turn around at the OK Corral. No, let's let's have no. a nice meal. Let's have a little wine. Let's have everybody calm down a little bit. And now we'll draw the name out of a hat. We'll oh. draw the team. That's it. And here's, I know you're going to ask me this, but I need to know this myself. What kind of hat is it? Is it a top hat? Is it a magician's hat? Is it a baseball cap? What kind of hat is it? Is it a football helmet? What kind of hats do they have it over there? Thankfully, we don't have to go to that tiebreaker, at least as of yet, but I feel a lot more educated, I think. I'm not sure on the World Cup now because of you. Yeah, the archaic form of soccer that we know as the world as the world's greatest sport as they say tj reeves even though we are so you know advanced in technology and everything we still can't get it right that the ball is completely outside of the line and more importantly that we're still holding up a board that looks like light bright up on the sideline for the substitutions yeah what is that we can't just put on the scoreboard like any other sport we have to hold up this this archaic you know light bright board remember light bright with the red and the green yeah is that what it looks like to you? What is that thing like about a four by four little board and the guy, uh, you know, hold, the official holds it up over it's his head? Than holding up the etch a sketch that we used to have. <laughs> I agree. Oh, this, this sport just drives me crazy. I'm about ready to, to bar myself from any further watching of this. You know, and I almost boycotted this thing because it was Qatar. You know, all the deaths. They say, you know, the deaths. Are, are close to a thousand of those workers that worked on mm-hmm. these stadiums. You know, it's just, it's, it, it's sickening. It makes me sick. 
Uh, I'm not used to watching this in November, watching it in a country in the Middle East, especially a country like Qatar. So then, and then now, Germany's out. I think I'm done, TJ. I'm done. I think I'm going to go to the Home Gardening Channel well, or whatever. Do, we do have the three letters USA playing Saturday morning, 7 That's Pacific true. time. So there will yes. be some interest in that. And do we fold immediately in this, or do we stay alive? Uh, to the round of eight, I guess we'll all find the out Dutch, together. The Dutch, the Netherlands, and again, the U- USA could pull this thing off. It's not like the Dutch score a bunch of goals. You know, they're not a big offensive juggernaut. So, uh, USA's got a shot here. They do, no doubt. All right, and oh, and by the way, before I let you go, I, I know we're going a little bit long here, but you know, you're in Paul Stewart's soccer pool, just like I am, Correct. right? Okay, and I don't know if you heard me ranting and uh, going off on him yesterday, but, you know, he said, oh, you know, one more day, and I go, well, yeah, Paul, that's the, the, the group stage is uh, is over. I said, so, uh, when are we going to get the, the brackets for us to choose, you know, part two, the real part? He goes, oh, we don't do that. Uh, that this, it, it's, I, what do you mean it's over? I go, that's like a March Madness pool. Hey, Sweet 16, we cut it off. That's right. I mean, we have to have a winner. I mean, you were picking games where you could pick draws and this and that. What kind of contest is this guy running here? I mean, I've never yeah. been in a contest where you you don't play it all the way out to the end. You know, picking a winner I've here. I've got it. I've got it. Help. Paul Buck Power Stewart contest. He will draw a name out of the derby, out of the hat, <laughs> the upside down hat. That's how he will settle the contest. There it is, the Brown Derby. There it is. Okay, my there friend. There it is. All right. All right. Well, you you enjoy your uh your your bachelorism that's going on because I know that you have a, you know, you have a family that's uh, you know, engaging more in, in Disney World or whatever. I don't know. A guy who lives in Orlando, I've never seen anybody that has more trips to Disney World in my life. I swear you go there about 14 times a year. Well, well you have you had a season stop pass. With the possessive you. What stop is... with the possessive you. The possessive is they. My okay. wife, the twins, and my in-laws love to go there. I'm good for going like once every year, oh, maybe even once every couple of years, mm-hmm. but they have to go there over and over again. It's only 70 miles away. So they're at the happiest place on earth. They're having a good time tonight and tomorrow. And uh, I just I, I subscribe to the same theory you do. Happy wife, happy life, happy happy kids, happy wife, happy life. So they're off at the happiest place on earth. I'm good. I, uh, I I've got the football. I've got the world sport football. I've got the NFL football. I've got work duties. And, uh, of course, I've got the galactically famous T.C. Martin to rant and rave and keep me company if I need it. I think he just hit the over there. I think that's five galactically famous uh, T.C. Martin shows. You, yeah. you, you hit the over. Pay to man his money. All right. <laughs> Which I saw again. Uh, it was on the other night. Again, I loved I watched. I got to always watch the last 24 uh, minutes of that, you know, when uh, when uh, Mike takes down KGB. You eat your Oreos while you do it with John Malkovich as the uh, the Russian. Now, now you, you remember what Oreos? the tale is? Remember, you do know what the tell is? Do you know what the tell is? It, when he doesn't uh, eat the filling, right, or whatever. Right, right. When trouble. he puts it right. to the ear. When he puts it to the ear, but when he has the hand, that's when he bites it. That's when he bites the <laughs> Oreo cookie. Yeah, it only took me about seventeen times. How did we evolve from the World Cup to the NFL talk? to drawing names out of a hat and now <laughs> quoting 1980s and 90s movies with uh, rounders. Uh, I don't one, know. one of the best of all time. We okay, we'll let you go, Worm. Appreciate you. All right. <laughs> always good to be with you, Doctor. Behave yourself anytime you need me. Let me know. And it. let's see if the Bucks don't get back to 500 because, hey, 
Uh, I got to pay for all these Disney trips, and we need yeah. some playoff checks. That's See you it, all, brother. Take care, brother. Appreciate it. There is TJ Rees live from Tampa Bay. All right. Yes. Looking forward to Monday Night Football. Looking forward to Thursday Night Football. And uh, we'll talk to our crew about that and handicap it all here as we continue on a thunderous Thursday. This is boxing referee Kenny Bayless. And what I say, you must obey. So be sure to catch up with the broadcast at tcmartinshow.com. <laughs> Don't forget to join us live from the world-famous Superbook. Tomorrow, our Friday home. Love being out there. So come on by. See the show live. Best bet segment and a whole lot more as we preview the weekend action at the Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. All right. And our next guest is currently residing there right now, holding the seat warm until tomorrow. The VP of Race and Sportsbook Operations, the one and only Jay Cornegay. Hey, that rhymes, you know? Jay Cornegay. I like that. I like that. I'm going to have to make a rap to that. What's going on, Jay Cornegay? Oh, I, I'm not sure if I want to hear that rap. but um, <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's all good. You know, uh, we had some uh, pretty uh, good uh, soccer action this morning. No, and, Jay. Uh, no, we did not. We didn't have no. Oh, if, 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 if you're wearing a Germany uh, shirt right now, it wasn't very good. Okay. As a matter of fact, yeah. we're, we're pretty irate over here right now, Jay. And I want to know <laughs> what kind of chaos ensued in that book with all the the goals being scored. You've got both games going. I mean, it, it had to be total chaos the last couple days. You know, going uh, looking around 1 p.m. our time, right? Well, yeah. It, it, when you go to the fourth tiebreaker, yeah, there's going to be some chaos. It's like, okay, it's like, what happens now? It's like, okay, we were, we, I got to say, we got it wrong a number of times yeah. where we were like thinking, okay, well, they're good now. They can only just need to, they need to score one more goal and they're good. Or, uh, you know, Spain needs to score a goal. I was like, well, which is it? You know, and uh, there was just so many crazy possibilities you know, during, especially today, those last two games, um, you know, it, it, it made it really exciting for, for us. I mean, for, uh, the book, the book did pretty good with the, sorry, the, the, uh, <laughs> Costa Rica result and obviously the Japan result. So those were two really good games for us. The earlier games were okay. Nothing, nothing great, but the, the late games got some good action. And I think that's all about timing. All right. Now, I, we just talked about this in the last segment. I'm not sure you were aware of this. And it wasn't, you know, you're saying you guys got it wrong. If you're listening to the announcers, especially the announcers from the Spain, Japan game. And I'm not sure which sound you had on. Hopefully you had the, the, the Germany Costa Rica sound on, but the, 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 the lead commentator, the lady that was doing that, uh, uh, Spain Japan game got it all wrong. They thought, oh, you know, Germany's going to advance. So they just took the lead three to two. And then someone had to tell her, oh, no, it's going to go to gold differential. So they had it wrong. They had it all messed up. Now, yeah. yesterday, Jay, was really insane because you're dealing with that France Tunisia game and, uh, uh, you know, then the Australia game and all that stuff going on within a 20 second span. That was total chaos in, in both matches. And what cracks me up is, you know, they play these games at the same time. So, you know, nobody can like, you know, tank or take a dive or, you know, play hard. Right. But they all got their cell phones on the, on the sideline there and they're all watching the other game, you know, <laughs> and then they're trying to communicate with the players on the pitch on what's going on. But here's the craziness. So 
you had Mexico involved with this, you know, Denmark tiebreaker yesterday, and they go, wait a minute, this could really get interesting because it goes to, you know, the record, the points, and then it goes to goal differential, and that's what knocked Germany out, you know, was the goal differential because right. you know, Spain blasted Costa Rica in their opener, you know, 7-0. I mean, come on, who beat somebody 7-0? I mean, they, that, they should have kicked Costa Rica out of the tournament at that point in time. Nobody gets beat by 7-0. But anyway, as I digress, but going back to yesterday, they said, okay, well, it goes points, it goes goal differential, and they were tied at that point in time. They go, this is going to come down to yellow cards, and it's called the Fair Play, the Sportsmanship you know, Award. So whoever has the least amount of yellow cards, they would go on. And then there was a time with a couple minutes left, they go, well, wait a minute. You know, if, uh, you know, Mexico gets, a, gets another, you know, uh, yellow card, this thing could go, it could be tied after that. So, Jay Cornegay, do you know what the next tiebreaker is after that? True story. Do you have any idea? You would think, right? Maybe a coin toss. Right, no. True story. The official takes a a representative from the two teams that are involved. They go shower. They do whatever they... They meet at an undisclosed location. I've been told it's at a restaurant of choice. Serve a nice little meal. Have a little vino. And then what do they do, Jay? They draw a name out of a hat. That's how yeah. we that's how we determine who goes on to the knockout stage in the World Cup. America's I, greatest I sport. I was right with the, I thought it was a coin toss. Yeah. The fifth tiebreaker yeah. is a coin toss. Yeah. No? But it goes yellow cards and then it goes to a draw out of a hat. Draw of a hat. Now, what kind uh, of hat I don't know. I'm really curious. What kind of hat is that? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. yeah. I, it's like, yeah. Make sure you, you know, when you reach in there. Okay. Who reaches in, by the way? Th- that's a good question. It's some official, but who knows? I mean, half these guys are dirty anyway, right? We have no idea. I mean, there could be, you know, uh, the, the name of whoever, you know, Mexico, whoever the, the two is between. That could be stuck to the left side of the hat, and somebody might have some inside information. Might have an earpiece there. I mean, who knows with this crazy, v, uh, you know, VAR system that we're saying, but it, it's supposed to be some FIFA official. Yeah. Maybe well, maybe that official should take a shower too before. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, but it's like okay, isn't that the craziest thing? Because I think isn't like the head the head tiebreaker like around the third tiebreaker. Yeah. Uh, no, head to head doesn't like, even exist. Like, doesn't even it, exist. It was, yeah. No, I it, thought it was like, in soccer. It doesn't exist. It, that's how crazy and archaic this sport is. Head to head doesn't come into play because we're always used to. You know, head to head, you know, and everything that, that we, we deal with, with our, oh, yeah. yeah. But no, it doesn't even come into play. It goes points, goal differential, fewer yellow cards, hat. <laughs> there you go. There's only four, there's only four tiebreakers. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's three and then there's the hat. So you, they, yeah, they, yeah. there's the hat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. There it is. Yeah. That's our, uh, that's and, the world and this cup. Is, you know, and I, and I really do enjoy it especially the world cup, Me too. you know, the world stage. And, and I told you I've, I've gone there and I, uh, you know, I was spent some time in Germany three years mm-hmm. out there. And, and so I got caught up in it and I started understanding it. I understand, you know, uh, I never knew the tiebreakers though of the world cup. Um, you know, that's, that's different than, you know, some of the other tournaments, but I've never heard that before. That, that is crazy. Could you imagine, 
Okay, Patriots and Bills, you're tied after <laughs> overtime. All right, Patriots, you have four holding penalties. Right, right. Bills, you have five. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, it's like, could you imagine? Oh. I, I, there'd be an uproar. Of course. So that could be a new prop that you put on the board uh, in the future. You could put, uh, will this go to the hat? That'd be a great prop. <laughs> Minus 2,000. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call I it wonder, the, I'm sure it the TC prop. There it is. Go to the hat in the, yeah. in the World Cup group stages. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's actually ever happened. I'm wondering. I'm that, sure it that, has. You, probably. I mean, it's in, in there. I mean, over the course of time, over 100-plus years, you would think so. I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought the, the fourth tiebreaker really was a coin toss. I was like, wow, that's yeah. a big coin toss. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, draw yeah, that. Don't, don't, but <laughs> Jerome Bettis out there, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, you never know. I mean, they probably don't want to do that because they watch some some NFL playoff games of Super Bowls where you had the referee call the call heads when it was tails. Remember that? We had a couple of those. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they screwed it up on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, right. I, it's, I, you screw. I mean, coin tosses can be screwed up. I guess picking out of the hat is science. It, it can't be, you know, you can't mess that up. That's old, that's old school. But doesn't fit in line with the World Cup if we're going to sit there and hold whatever that is, a 3x3 three three or 4x4 four four board that, uh, that looked like the old light, bright, you know, game when the substitutions come in. If we're still doing that, I mean, and again, we you don't have the clock just keeps running and running. And, oh, add four minutes. Oh, wait a minute. Let's add six minutes. Hey, make it nine minutes. I mean, does it really surprise you in this crazy sport? But I love it, like well, you. I love I, it. I, I do. I do. Well, there's a lot of, you know, I, I mean, there's, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time with Europeans over the last couple of years, and, and you should see them make fun of our sports. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, AJ, how many timeouts do the Lakers have left? 25 or 24? <laughs> right. I'm like, <laughs> you know, and they're like, oh, hey, are you going to bring those chains out to measure? Like, <laughs> chains out. It's like, why don't you just take a measuring tape instead of bringing those things up? They they were mocking, you know, all of you know, they say, oh, you know, you guys flopped. It was like, well, you you guys have pass interference every time you throw an incomplete pass. <laughs> At least you want a, a penalty. Is it, is it just natural for your receivers to, once they miss the pass or the pass is incomplete, to mm-hmm. automatically do the flag symbol thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> penalty, penalty, penalty. It's like after every incomplete pass, so those guys make fun of our sports as well. Right. And right. Uh, and, and, and the, you know what? They're both right. We're, we're, we're right to make fun of some of the craziness that surrounds soccer and, you know, uh, some of the things that uh, they, you know, uh, they make fun of our sports mm-hmm. is actually legit. It, 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 it doesn't make sense sometimes. It's true. That's uh, true. That's true. All right, my friend. Let's uh, go real quickly to the NFL game tonight. We got Buffalo and New England. Good contest. Uh, give give us some thoughts on on where the money's coming in at here. Yeah, we uh, you know this line's come down quite a bit, and uh, you know the Bills, uh, you know how they were the league's darling team uh, early in the season. Uh, when they just looked like they were so unbeatable, I, obviously they've come back to earth. They've had some injuries. Allen hasn't been playing as, as great. We opened five. It got to five and a half for a while. And then it's just been dropping ever since. And uh, we actually took a, a pretty sizable bet on the Patriots at plus three and a half yesterday. And uh, we still remain at three and a half. But the action is um, 
I'd say uh, more money on the Patriots, there's no doubt, but certainly more tickets on the Bills. And I think a lot of people would think, hey, there's some good value here with Buffalo. But then again, you know, Buffalo, if you look at the rivalry here, you know, Buffalo's defeated New England four of the last five times, outscoring him 71 to 30 in those games since 2020. And Josh Allen's been fantastic against the Patriots, 14 touchdowns, only one interception. But as we know, Buffalo, they've been struggling here in November. I mean, you know, losing to the Vikings and the Jets. One and four against the number in their last five games. So I, I think it's a very interesting game. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this one tonight, but I, I kind of think there's some value with, with the Bills. And I think, you know, we all think that, okay, you know, Buffalo, you know, they're going to turn around here. Uh, calendar clicks over to December. We're getting ready for the postseason. Yeah, it, it's time for Buffalo to go. Well, this is a big game for the Bills. Yeah. You, know, you know, they're sitting at eight and three, uh, tied with the, the Dolphins. You know, you got Kansas City right there, nine and two. I mean, if they have any hope of, you know, getting that first or second seed in the playoffs is, is like critical. Mm. I mean, coming through the wild card ranks is just, it's almost impossible. Only, I think only two teams have done that, right? Mm. And, um, so, you know, you have to win that division. I mean, there's, and being tied with the Dolphins, one game behind the, the, uh, Chiefs, and then you got, Teams that are right behind you, whether what is it, Bengals, Ravens, Bengals look like you better keep an eye on them as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been slowly, all right, um, unsuspectingly, kind of just doing and taking care of business, and all without you know Jamal Chase. You know, they didn't have Mixon last week. This is a big game for the Bills, and I agree with you. I think there's there's a little bit of value there. I thought five, four and a half was the right number. Bills minus three and a half. I, you know, it, it, Allen's just got to play better. He's just got to take better care of the ball. I mean, you can't have those turnovers. Right. Well, you guys are Bills fans tonight, it sounds like. So there you go. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, that, that, that rarely happens. But, yeah. it, you know, people, they get it. They understand. It's like, what have you done for me lately? Yep. If you stop. You know, you know, you look at the local team, the Raiders, you know, they, they all build on the Raiders. And then all of a sudden they got a couple of wins. Now, you know, oh, a lot of people are talking about the Raiders this week. They like the Raiders over the Chargers. I go, so it's really what have you done for me lately, and the Bills certainly haven't done much for those supporters. All right, he is Jay Cornegay over at the Westgate at the world-famous Superbook. Jay, to be continued tomorrow when we're out there, we got a lot of college football to talk about, championship games, including tomorrow night's game with USC and Utah, So, uh, and we'll talk more NFL tomorrow when we're on site. But uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Yeah, that's a big game. Uh, guys, just give you a current update on that game. USC minus two and a half, total is 66 and a half. That game starts at five. All right. It's All right. uh, being held right down the street at Allegiant Stadium. Yeah. Should be a great game. I heard it sold out. So yeah, it is. Vegas does it again. I'm going to be making a mad dash, man, uh, just signing off at four and getting down to Allegiant tomorrow. So we'll talk there more about go. that tomorrow, brother. Appreciate you as always. We'll see you and John tomorrow and the whole uh, great crew at the Westgate. All right. Have a good night, TC. You got Thanks, it, brother. Man. Thank you. Appreciate him. Jay Cornegay, the vice president of race and sportsbook operations at the Superbook. All right. We come back. The quarterback, Jay Schrader, is going to join us. We'll talk to Jay as well as Scott Spritzer. Start handicapping the weekend action. Oh, yeah. Our number two on the way. A lot more football here on this thunderous Thursday edition of the TC Martin Show.